about Wings Over Illawarra? Is that still going ahead? How will our show organisers deal with queues at events? What's changed for Paul Bennett's online air show? Hi, and welcome back again to Grounded, a series of podcasts about the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on general aviation in Australia. I'm Angela Stevenson, and in this episode, I talked to Paul Bennett to catch up with him prior to his online live air show event tomorrow, June 13. Have you got your tickets yet? And we also find out how his Aero Hunter flight training and joy flight businesses are doing. And in this episode, I get to catch up with Mark Bright of Wings Over Illawarra to see how things are playing out for their air show in November and find out about some great things being planned for visiting pilots and their aircraft. Oh, and you'll get a heads up about discounted tickets for industry participants like you and me. So to get this thing in the air, we'd better call Paul. Good morning. Hey Paul, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. First things first, how's the leg? Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. It's not 100%, but it's pretty good, yeah. Oh, that's good, good. So is now an okay time? Have you got 10 minutes? Do you reckon we can do it in half an hour? We certainly can. I'm just, I'm just about to take off. Got a bit of blue sky, I was struggling with the weather, so I really want to get a bit of wine done. Do it straight after, that'd be great. That'd be great. Thanks Paul, talk yeah, to you soon. You. Bye. Bye. Well, <laughs> the unstoppable Paul Bennett as always, unstoppable. I must admit to being more than a little jealous, blue skies, aerobatics, and here I am in my um, studio. Oh well, we'll catch up with him properly a little later on, I promise. Wings Over Illawarra is Australia's largest annual air show, and Mark Bright of Bright Events is the event coordinator. WOI, as it is more commonly known, is usually scheduled early May, but postponed this year until the 7th and 8th of November, so pop that in your diary. Without knowing whether a second wave of infections will happen in the near future that might lead to a winding back up of restrictions, Mark and his team are ploughing on with the organisation of the air show, which in good times is an enormous amount of work, but now requires some out-of-the-box thinking. Time to find out where this event is at. Hi, Angela. Hello, Mark. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, thank you. So, wings over Illawarra. Yes. How dreadfully exciting. What's changed? What's happening? And how is this thing going ahead? Okay. Well, as you can imagine, we were sort of devastated. We've uh, been called so close to, close to the event. But then again, I guess we were also fortunate then that um, we were uh, able to make the call to postpone fairly quickly. We wanted to leave it as late as we could, I guess, this year, but still have one this year. And in November, we thought uh, it, it should give us sufficient time. Um, obviously, at that point, well, even even now, um, it's still very uncertain as to how long this is going to last. And so we did make the call. But um, obviously, now Kerry and I have been very busy. Um, how we think about what's going to change, how we're going to do this, how we're going to pull it off. We're certainly confident, uh, and we're certainly hoping, and confident restrictions will be lifted enough for us to move forward by then. While there may be restrictions lifted to a point, um, we have to seriously think about the event itself. 
Mm, well, you usually attract a crowd of around 33,000 or so. Are you just planning for an inverted commas normal crowd setup, or what will you be changing? We, we obviously, I think we've got to make, we've got to make some changes. So what we're looking at is, um, as far as ticket, the ranging of where the ticket boxes and entry gates, food stalls, all that sort of setup. That areas that you generally get large queues, we've got to allow sufficient space so that. possibly be one of the only air shows on the calendar this year so um, I can I can imagine it's going to attract quite a lot of attention of the event at this point are you really concerned about or are you uncertain about? I know it, the whole thing is, is terribly uncertain really but is there anything in specific that you're, you're mostly concerned about? I guess our, our biggest concern is the fact that um, obviously now there are we're relaxing some of the restrictions. The next couple of weeks will tell I suppose uh, I mean, on the 1st of June they're allowing up to 50 people in hotels motel. If we start to start that we'll see I guess the second wave which would obviously then lead to further lockdowns. That's obviously our main concern. And I guess also the levels of restrictions in place at the time. But I guess, as I said before, we're still, it's still five months out. I mean, as far as the show itself goes, one thing we are discussing with yourself and myself is, is our gold passing closure. A lot of those tickets are already sold. Where we can put them, which ones we can put on the grass areas to try and get. 
There's certainly a lot more to an air show than, than anybody ever realises. There is a, a lot of things to think about, and right now there's 50 times more. Oh, exactly, that's right. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's a nightmare of a job at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, well, you know yourself, having been involved with the, uh, uh, the Trade Valley, there are a, a million and one things to think about. I mean, it's, it's not just, say, it's grand layouts, it's fencing, it's where you put the toilets. And what do you do with the toilets now in, in the sense that, okay, so there's social distancing, sure, they're cubicles, but if you have a queue outside of, like you say, you know, 50, or, right. 50 or 100 people, you've got to actually deal with that. You do, exactly. I mean, we're, we're talking here about putting, you know, I guess, uh, separation marks. Um, mm. We've already spoken to the, the, uh, the toilet providers saying, listen, uh, we need you to provide uh, cleaners on site. We need these clean regularly. I mean, we always have a couple of cleaners there running around the toilet box fixing up issues. We said, well, double or triple it. Ah, see, there's something I wouldn't have thought about. But yes, now that you mention it, you're going to have to actually clean toilets almost in between patients, if you want to put it that exactly. way. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Um, and of course, yeah, once again, all this comes at a cost. But mm. as you said, we can only hope the fact that um, everyone is hanging together is a great, fantastic air show and uh, we end up with record numbers. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yes, <laughs> yes. So how are the local bodies feeling about organising the event, councils, etc.? Are they really on board or are you having to sort of coach them a little bit? Well, as far as local councils, our contact with local council is, yes, we've got the approval. We get approval for, to use the airfield, but we look after it. They're very to the distance. Obviously, we've had discussions with them, changing the date, we had to do that. Then they did have a lot of work, groundworks, at the airport plan for after the show. Unfortunately, um, the discussions we've had with the council, they've taken them, they've decided, let's get this done now. And all that is happening now, which is great for us. Uh, the runways themselves have been done, so yeah, we'll have some fantastic facilities as far as runways, taxiways, maintenance go, which is great news for us. Hmm. It is all supposed to be finished by August, so hmm. um, I am watching it closely. Hmm. As far as councils go, we don't, they're very keen to see things get back to normal, I think, uh, a lot of people. I mean, councillors are certainly aware that our event is by far the biggest event in the region, and every year it takes five or six million to the economy, and now's the time they need that. Um, as far as assistance from them, I'd say that's something I guess we've never got anyone. Do you use a lot of volunteers at all, or do, do the, does the club supply volunteers? What happens there? What we do is, um, we actually put a call out every year, and I think last year we had about 55, 60 volunteers. Mm. And, and is their age demographic sort of that older aviation group? And I know I'm going to get in trouble again, but too bad. It's, it's the, it's, <laughs> but we, we all know that, that our volunteers at these clubs or at the, at the airport, they seem to be in that sort of more vulnerable group. Do you think that will change? To be honest, we get a few of the older generation, but a lot of our volunteers are actually young. Excellent. The age demographic, we've got... Well, we used at a minimum of 18, and I think last year we probably had half a dozen 18-year-olds. Plenty in their 20s and 30s, and I think the oldest was 77. The older guys, you would think, will tend to back off a bit this year, I would have thought. But maybe the younger ones will step up. I was talking to Andrew Smith, and he was saying that the club has suddenly had this resurgence in interest because people are going, wow, okay, right, this is actually a good thing to do, this whole social bit that's uh, that's attached to aviation. So maybe you'll get a lot more younger volunteers. That would be good. 
So I know you're keen to to get out some information about the actual air show itself. What excitement can we expect of Wings Over Illawarra this year? Okay. Um, I believe we had actually planned for the biggest and best year. I know I say that every year, but uh, we had a couple of warbirds that we hadn't had here before. Most of the guys we had on board have said so far they've all said, yeah, no cancer, we'll be back in November. Defence, we had by far the biggest defence contingent we've ever had lined up this year. This year being the, uh, pretty much the last year of the Classic Hornet, uh, we uh, had some very in-depth discussions with 77 Squadron and I do believe two days before we were forced to make the call to uh, postpone, we got the nod that we were getting a simulated airfield attack by four Hornets, and, but of course then we had to pull the pin before we could announce it. We, as you can imagine, have been very much on the phone with Wintown. The guys are certainly very keen about their thoughts are. We've been talking November now, and let's face it, they're sort of retiring most of December, so we'll get the last hour up here. So very keen to do something. Uh, we're still waiting on defence to officially give us the nod. We did have uh, lined up for defence this year with the Hornets, Hawks, which probably would have been static considering the, uh, the situation with those at the moment. Wedgetail, Poseidon, C-17, C-27, C-130, obviously Roulette's, uh, Seahawk Romeo, Blackhawk. We said not have on show. We were very, very pleased, very excited. It's huge list. Looking very prompt. And uh, actually, they're all coming for the three days as well. Come on, they're not doing anything. They can all participate. It's time. (laughs) And and with the the move to November, you're going to be moving into a daylight savings uh, setup. We are. How exciting. What's going to happen then? Exactly. It's, to be, I'll be honest, it's one of those things that we've considered for a number, of, a number of years. The big issue, though, for us was if we were to move the event six months, we'd have to somehow pay wages for an additional six months without an income. One of the silver linings that comes out of this, providing it all works out okay, is that it has forces into that position. We'd like to try and get the industry, the aviation industry involved, the GARA industry involved. But I mean, one of the big issues having the event in May is the fact that the air show didn't finish till 4 30 and last night is at 10 past 5. It doesn't really give the guys much time to get out and get home. Um, with the move to November, rather than 4 30, it's right between 4 last night in November is at 7.30. So the show finishing at 4 30, so it gives you three hours, ample time to, to get back to where, where you want to get home. What we've also done, I guess, in an effort to uh, try and encourage the GA uh, and RA to travel with this year, we are running a, a GA precinct. What was the plan there is that um, the GA exhibitors, no charge. Try and encourage the networking, business uh, business opportunities, that sort of thing for these guys. We understand that they're starting to struggle. Let's do what we can to get the industry involved. We've plenty of space available to GA exhibitors, GA and RA exhibitors. We are also offering a 25% discount on ticket prices to aviation industry members. And who does that include? Uh, pilots, aero club members, pretty much anyone who wants to come to the show. Me? If you're a member of it, of course you. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> Excellent. I am so looking forward to this. And it sounds like an event that we all need to get behind, to be honest. That's what we want to try and do. I mean, we, we, we understand how things can be. And we've managed to get approval for underwing for under camping this year, which we've always struggled in the past. We've got that approved. In the underwing camping area, we're putting in some toilet blocks and some shower blocks. 
Gosh, I hope you get the best weather ever. I really do. I, I, I think this is... Thank you. I, no, I really, I really do. I think this is an event that um, the whole of Australia really needs to get behind. Let's hope the borders are open. Let's hope we can all fly in. Let's hope we can all organise accommodation and, and get ourselves organised and get there and get behind this as a, as a, as sort of a, a step back into what we, what we love about air shows and aviation in general. And where do people go to to find out about the event itself? One of the things we've done over the last few weeks is uh, updated the website while, uh, while we were stuck here sitting at home. Um, so, yeah, wingsoverhillandwarrant.com.au plus, of course, our uh, Facebook uh, social media pages. Wanderful. That's wingsoverillawarra.com.au. Thank you so much, Mark, for your time today. No problems. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And uh, I hope everything goes really well. And those discounted tickets that Mark mentioned will be available to industry members generally through their appropriate association. So look out for details from your GA or RA industry organisation. Time to try Paul again. Hello. Hi, Paul. How are you? Uh, Living the dream. Oh, living the dream. You had a good time in the Avenger then. Oh, not really. Just fixing stuff, ready for the weekend. Just, uh, How's it going? How are you heading towards the weekend? Probably didn't need the last three days of rain. Has that meant that you've been able to get the practice in that you needed? Oh, not quite as much as I would have liked because of the weather, but I'll get more tomorrow. So, got a fair bit today and had a, I've had a bit this week, had a bit last weekend. So, yeah, we'll be right. Good. And is it clearing up then? So, it's going to be fine for the weekend? Yeah, I think so. It's fine here now. Oh, good. Hopefully Let's... that stays. We just had a lot of rain and it's made the airfield that we're going to use, the one that we can't mention, made it a little wet. So excited okay. to see how it pans out for you. I can't imagine SBS is going to pick it up for their slow TV series. So what action can we expect? Plenty of low-level action and plenty of Warbird action. So similar to our normal sort of air display stuff, I guess. With, with a bit of luck, if all goes to plan, it'll be the, the debut of our four-ship for the Sky Aces which we've been trying to do for a few years, really, but various things have happened and hasn't quite worked out. So um, we've been doing a fair bit of practice at that. So hopefully that's going to work out. Oh, well, you've got 36 hours. You could pull it together. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, of course, it's, so it's not all about you. There's uh, Glenn and Glenn and Tim and, and the new recruit, Jess. How's the team shaping up? Yeah, everything's going pretty good. Timmy actually can't come. He's got to work. Right. But, um, um, yeah, Glenn Collins is going really well. And he's, he's back in full swing. He's enjoying it. And Jesse's going good. He's been up here for a few days this week and was here last weekend and weekend before. He's done a fair bit. And Glenn Graham's obviously, he's had a good opportunity while I've been out of action to get some critique and, and practice up. So he's going really well, as always. And uh, has anything changed to the format of the show then since we last spoke? Um, Mark Pacey's in the jet. That's one thing that we didn't have originally. We've got our Cessna 02 in it. We've only had our Cessna 02 at one air show. That's another machine, you know, to, to be involved. So it's all shaping up pretty good, to well, be honest. I read today that it, it's uh, you're basically looking at four hours worth. You're going to be busy. We will be busy. Yeah, Glenn Collins is going to fly some of them and Glenn Graham's going to fly some. Jesse will fly the... He'll be in the Sky Aces and fly the Pit 12. So 
it's not, I don't have to fly everything, so it'll be good. So have you got anything juicy about the behind-the-scenes stuff? I mean, what's it taken to sort of get this event up and running? Like with all the stuff that we've done, the things that I wanted to bring to the crowd, uh, like things that you don't normally get at a normal air show is what I wanted to achieve. You know, like so the proper cockpit footage of um, the pre-start, the start-up of the engine, talking about it from the from the pilot's perspective, aircraft walk-arounds. There's a lot of that stuff, plus pilot interviews. The things that you, you know, you get to you get to see the flying and you get to see them taxi pass, but you don't get all the intricate cockpit stuff and the the tricky bits, I suppose. So how does it actually feel to be putting it together in this way? Does it feel really different or do you just sort of feel like it's just same stuff, different day? No, it feels different because, you know, you're not going to have the crowd there, so definitely different. I guess we want to try and make the most of a bad situation, I guess, and hopefully that's hopefully the ticket sales are have continued on the going pretty good today and hopefully they'll continue tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be a worthwhile venture. The intention is to do it again probably at, a, at another close by airfield where we've got a permanent approval and we'll probably use some different warbirds next time, you know, we'll, maybe the Mustang and the Kitty Hawk and the Hurricane and just change it up a little bit. Tell me a bit about Aero Hunter and your adventure flights and training. Is that is that changed at all? Have you seen a bit of an uptick there? The last couple of weeks has been great, actually. We've been flat out and done, you know, formation aerobatic training and tail wheel and a bit of aerobatic, bit of spinning, bit of pits, bit of yak. It's been great, to be honest. Back in full swing, um, our LSA machine's been going flat out and Jet went solo in it actually last Wednesday, so that was pretty cool. I was going to ask um, you about that. On his 15th birthday, so <laughs> yeah, he, that was something he wanted to achieve. So Proud dad much? It was very good. Yeah, it's always pleasing when you kids sort of follow in your, in your footsteps and enjoy what you do it's always very pleasing incredibly exciting so when are we likely to see jet and the wolf pits pro not for a while <laughs> when he buys one himself yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear all right paul well it was only going to ever be a very quick catch up just wanted to know where you're at for saturday all the very very best i cannot wait to watch yeah really, really looking forward to it thanks for the support angela and um Hopefully all goes to plan. You know, we've got Ando as the commentator and the film crews are all ready to go. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to making it a great day. I've got all my fingers and toes crossed for you for good weather. Thank you very much. So have we. All right, mate. Talk to you soon. Talk soon, soon. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Bye. And tickets to Paul's live-streamed event tomorrow... June 13 are available at paulbennettairshows.com.au. Don't miss it. As always, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to rightspeakfly.com and find this week's episode. And don't be avboard. I read at australianflying.com that CASA has created a number of really great checklists for pilots returning to the air post-pandemic. There's checklists for pilots, for aircraft and all sorts of useful tips. Go to casa.gov.au and search for fit to fly. That sounds like a really worthwhile 15-minute exercise. I'm Angela Stevenson. Thanks for listening again. Never forget how lucky we are to be in this industry. Spread your wings, spread the love of aviation, and remember, you can always go round.